0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Desk. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, We really appreciate it here at the Statesman. Um, So thank you so much for tuning in today. We are coming off a huge week um, in terms of college football particularly. So we are going to take a look at where we're at um, and get us ready for the upcoming home opener against North Dakota If you haven't already, make sure you get your tickets. They are starting to go pretty quick uh, because of how good this team has looked all throughout summer and fall, and then, of course, going into Pac-12 country and knocking off the Washington State Cougars. Definitely sold a lot of tickets. So if you haven't already, go ahead and get your tickets. Uh, You're not going to want to miss this one. And as I've said, it should be a great football game uh, featuring a a great Utah State team as well as a top-tier FCS team. But not only that, it will be a great community event. I really do think that it's so important that we try to all be there uh, and spend some time together as a community again, something that we haven't been able to do in a really, really long time. Uh, I do think it's really important that we, as a community, come together and kind of put those uh, put those hard times behind us and start to spend time with, with friends and strangers again. And, and of course, um, with it being Patriot Day uh, the following day on September 11th, it will be a great opportunity to come together as a community and to remember the, uh, the, the terrible events that happened on September 11th, 2001, as well as honor honor and remember the first responders and the soldiers that uh, responded to those events. So if you haven't already, like I said, please get your tickets. We really want you to be there. We want that to be a, a good event and a fun event for everybody, uh, everybody on the team and in the stands. The best way to do that is to make sure it's a sellout. Um, I'm not the only one saying this. Blake Anderson has been very vocal that he wants a rocking house on Friday night. So seriously, uh, let's be there. It's going to be a great football game. That much I can guarantee you. If we, uh, if we learned anything week one, it's that there aren't very many guarantees in college football. But I'd I'd stake my reputation on that. I do. I I, I definitely feel comfortable guaranteeing that it's going to be a fun football game. Still, kind of opening up this brand new Blake Anderson era of Utah State football. It's it's going to be a great night. It's going to be a great home opener and a great way to continue the season and hopefully continue some of the momentum that we picked up in Pullman. So we do have a very very different opponent this week in the North Dakota Fighting Hawks. Uh, we will get into that. It's going to be. Uh, there, there are going to be some similarities. I think it's going to be a tougher game than a lot of us are anticipating. Uh, North Dakota is actually, uh, you know, as I mentioned, kind of at the top of the show. They are a top-tier FCS team, so uh, it's a completely different opponent, but still really exciting um, and definitely not anything to overlook. Before we get into the actual game, though, let's talk about some other things going on on campus. As we talked about last week or uh, earlier this week on the show, Utah State soccer is continuing to uh, role led by first-year head coach Manny Martin's if you haven't been to a game yet. Those are really really fun uh, They're non ticketed events, so you can just kind of show up and hang out at the park It's, it's a beautiful stadium uh, Make sure you're supporting uh, volleyball and soccer as well the other uh, sports kind of going on right now So as I've said before uh, my, my favorite part of the show is talking about things that you guys bring up to me throughout the week or bringing up conversations that I have throughout the week uh, about Aggie athletics, and sometimes I, I have conversations that I think are worth bringing to you guys, and a lot of times you guys bring me uh, topics that that you guys want to hear a little bit uh, a little bit more about. And this past week, I was actually at a dinner with a bunch of former Statesman writers and some of the uh, former editors, and one of the one of the former faculty advisors for the for the Statesman, and we got talking, and we were. Um, You know, of course, it was after this Washington State win, so we're really excited about this new Blake Anderson era of Utah State football. So we're we're all talking about that, and we we end up breaking out into this discussion. Um, I I won't call it an argument because that's not at all what it was, but it was a, a discussion where we were kind of going back and forth talking about the different role that college football plays in college athletics as a whole. And, uh, and the type of program that John Hartwell and the leadership team here at Utah State is running. It's no secret college football is is king when it comes to college sports. That's no secret. It's definitely the, one, the sport that drives the most revenue, uh, whether it's ticket sales, concessions, parking, TV, ads, everything. It, it all revolves around college football. That's no secret. But that's also no excuse to... To ride off some of the other sports, particularly in some areas and in some programs where other sports actually do bring in a revenue and have have a large fan base, like our own uh, men's basketball team, which is very popular here in the valley, and uh, has you know national notoriety with it. And over the course of this discussion, if you're at all familiar with me and my opinions and my work you know that I've sung very, very high praises of Noel Cockett, John Hartwell, Jerry Bovey, the entire leadership staff here at Utah State. I think they're uh, extremely competent and they're extremely good at what they do. And what we were talking about is uh, there are a lot of programs that football just completely takes over the entire school. And there are certainly monetary benefits to that at at some times, you know. And some of the guys I was with uh, were kind of talking about how um, the athletic department should just kind of belong to Blake Anderson or whoever the football coach is at any given time. And I do, you know, I agree with that to an extent. I think that, you know, the football coach should be uh, very highly respected and his opinion should be respected in, in some of those meetings and some decisions. But I have been very, very impressed with the way that John Hartwell has run his athletic program in the athletic department here at Utah State. Running it akin to a Pac-12 program. That's not to say we are in any way at the level of the Pac-12. And don't don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that if the Pac-12 ex- expands, Utah State will be considered. That's not what I'm saying. The, the Pac-12 could could expand to 24 teams and we would not be included in that expansion, we probably wouldn't even come up. Um, The only way we would ever get into the Pac-12 on a 24 team expansion is if Mark Harlan, our good friend at the U, decided to leverage his institution's power uh, to get us a bid over the BYU Cougars, and at that point we would just be being used by the U to make BYU jealous. But that that is really the only way we would get into into a into a conference like the Pac-12. That's not what I'm saying. Well, what I'm saying is that the Pac-12 is is notorious and well known for having a well balanced approach to uh, student athletes and college athletics. I'm not saying other conferences don't. Uh, for example, the Big Ten is also known for uh, for having uh, similarly high standards across the board. Um, but you can definitely see some conferences like the SEC where football is definitely the priority in that conference. And I'm not necessarily complaining about that. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think SEC football is is great. SEC football is what college football is intended to be. It's the top programs competing year in, year out. Um, especially with the addition of uh, Texas and Oklahoma. The SEC is the essence of college football. But... I think there's something to be said about John Hartwell and his his ability to focus on uh, other sports and other aspects of the uh, the college athletics experience for his student athletes. I think he has made incredible hires, um, Kayla Ard at women's basketball and Manny Martins in women's soccer. And I think he he really puts a strong emphasis on some sports that other athletic departments and other athletic directors. Uh, forget about or or kind of write off in lieu of focusing on, you know, and just one other part of that is the academic side of that. And John Hartwell has done a great job of helping our student athletes succeed in the classroom. I actually want to read um, just a little bit of a little bit out of John Hartwell's bio right off of Utah uh, Utah State's website, it says, Even more impressive is Utah State's continued success by its student-athletes in the classroom as they have a 93% graduation success rate, which is the highest in the Mountain West, and a cumulative 3.38 grade point average, the highest in the history of USU athletics. I, I think that might be the most impressive part of John Hartwell's job here, uh, along with Noel Cockett and-, and Jerry Bovee. That's extremely difficult to do, keep in mind... To have the highest graduation rate in the conference is extremely difficult to do, especially with some of the other programs we have in the conference. Air Force, for example, is well known for graduating its students. And so uh, what, a, what a great accomplishment um, uh, from John Hartwell and, and the leadership staff here at Utah State. Certainly a leadership team and a program that we can be proud of, and I hope we are. Uh, I think we have a, we have a program here that we can be really, really proud of. Um, and and I'm I'm really happy with the way it's run, and quite frankly, you uh, you should be pretty pretty stoked with the way it's run as well. All right, and then another thing that kind of grabbed my attention over the week was the college football rankings that came out actually after we recorded our show last uh, earlier this week, so we weren't able to address it really uh, earlier this week. So. Um, I don't want to focus too much on last week or the previous events because that's kind of what our, our Monday morning show is for, um, but where we, we do have some developing storylines. Uh, we'll address those today um, before we get into looking forward at the weekend ahead for Utah State and the rest of the conference. Um, so let's take a look. The, a, the, the rankings were not particularly relevant to the Mountain West. And that is that's not a surprise. That shouldn't be a shock um, to anybody. Our, our our best shot of being in the top twenty five based on name recognition is Boise State, who lost a tough one to UCF, who is a great school, a great program, and a great team. That's not going to go down as a bad loss for the Broncos, I don't think. Um, but you're definitely not going to get ranked after a week one loss just based on statistics our best shot was definitely nevada they had a pretty convincing win in pac-12 country they beat cal a lot of people figured they would sneak in and they didn't they weren't really even particularly close and the mountain west wire uh, which covers uh all, all things mountain west athletics um Ran a story saying that it was a little bit insulting not to have anybody even close to the top 25. And I I a little bit disagree. Nevada is definitely, in my opinion, one of the top teams in the country. And I think they'll be in the top 25 here uh, in the coming weeks. But uh, you don't really get into the top 25 by beating Cal. That's not a marquee win enough to to get in, so I'd keep an eye on Nevada. If they can continue to win, I think we'll get them into the top 25. Any talk about Utah State being ranked right now I think is a little bit premature. We had a solid, solid win. Um, and I don't want to take anything away from that. And I, I can't stress that enough. I mean, th- it was such a huge win to be able to win the the opening game in Washington State. But any any talks about us being ranked in the top 25 is a bit premature right now. Uh, if we can win, you know, two or three more games in a row, that's a conversation that we can start having. And honestly, it'll probably be a conversation that uh, just happens naturally if we can win. Uh, the next two or three, just as as a whole, not a whole lot um, in the conference. You know, some of those top teams might end up getting in the top twenty five later on. But again, uh, we did have two teams that lost to FCS teams this past week, so uh, the conference is really torn right now uh, in terms of uh, it's got a pretty high ceiling in my opinion, and it looks like it has a really low floor, maybe even a lower floor than I anticipated. We'll see. Hopefully, uh, hopefully those teams can bounce back. Uh, Colorado State and UNLV. Uh, can bounce back. And then Wyoming as well, who uh, who barely beat Montana State, hopefully they can bounce back as well and put together some convincing wins, just not against us. The only other school that we play that would even be, you know, in that conversation would be BYU. They are receiving votes uh, as well. They are receiving 10 uh, with Nevada at 23. So, Uh, those are kind of the two teams uh in in our circle that that we can kind of keep an eye on and again byu is uh you know they're good they there's a good chance they uh get into the top 25 if they win some games with their schedule but you're not going to break into the top 25 with a win against uh arizona like that so uh definitely no surprises on our end no surprises with uh our our conference and the teams that we play coming up in, in our schedule let's talk about this upcoming week in college football it is rivalry week here in Utah, which of course means that Utah State will be hosting longstanding rival North Dakota, the Fighting Hawks. Just kidding, it's the, uh, it means that BYU will be playing Utah. and that game will go exactly how the past nine have gone and Utah will beat BYU for the tenth time in a row. Um, so that that will probably dominate. Uh, most of the local media this week. But Utah State does have a big week, even though it's not our our big rivalry. We don't have a marquee rival coming to town. We do have the North Dakota Fighting Hawks, who are a top FCS team. As of right now, they are ranked uh, ninth in the nation, uh, right above our good friends uh, from Ogden Weber State. So definitely not a team that we can overlook. And I think North Dakota is probably not the team that our administration and our athletic department wanted to play when this game was scheduled. I think they're probably a lot better, um, a lot better than we anticipated. And I also think we're in a very different position than we would have anticipated when the, the schedule was put together. Coming off a win against Washington State makes this North Dakota game pretty important because you have a chance now to go 2-0 into Air Force. Uh, if you can do that, that would be, that would be great and Something that we have not really been able to do in terms of getting, getting off to a really, really hot start in a long time. So that would be great. On the other hand, coming off a huge win against Washington State, going into Pac-12 country and staging this beautiful come-from-behind win only to come home and lose to an FCS team would be terrible. Uh, For the momentum of this program. Uh, Losing this week would kind of erase all the accomplishments of the previous week. And then some. So you, you go into Air Force not even starting from square one. You're kind of starting back a few steps. And really trying to fight from behind. To make up some lost ground. Starting with conference play with Air Force and Boise. And then of course BYU as well. Losing here could definitely start a painful series of events winning here which of course is projected i don't mean to be uh, i don't mean to be too pessimistic or anything winning here which is is the the expectation could pick up a lot of momentum going into air force um going into uh you know starting conference play undefeated which is a great feeling a feeling that we haven't been able to uh, to experience far as as much as we would have liked. So with that, let's go ahead and, let's go ahead and look at some of the possibilities. Let's first take a look at uh, who this North Dakota team is, what they are going to bring to Logan, what they're gonna bring to the Mav, and then we'll go through, uh, and we'll talk about kind of the best case scenario and worst case scenarios for uh, Utah State this Friday. So so as I said, the this North Dakota team actually has actually a lot of similarities with the Washington State team that we just played. Um, obviously there are a lot a lot of differences as well because they are quite simply just in a different league than we are Um, just like us in washington state them being in a power five us just being in a group of five uh, there's just like a a difference there in terms of talent and just the type of bodies and the type of guys you're going to be able to bring in north dakota is just quite frankly a, uh, a lower level school than us they are um you know you know you can argue the differences between you know what the gap between the FCS and group of five and then group of five to power five. you can argue about uh, what the gap actually looks like in between each level. what the the fact is that there is a a gap between the power five and the group of five and another gap between the group of five and FCS. That's just the way it is. And so we definitely have that advantage for us uh you know they they come in and you know even if they are a good uh, fcs team which they are and they've proven that um we just have that advantage we have the we're bigger faster stronger uh, taller quicker all of that so obviously it's a very different team than the washington state team that we just played but north dakota is a team that throws the ball well um they they move the ball well. They are coming off a win, a, a pretty convincing win against Idaho State, who actually plays Nevada this this upcoming week. Um, so they're coming off a convincing win, and they move the ball well, and their their defense is uh, is is really pretty good. So um, they they're probably going to be a team that throws the ball a little bit more than Washington State. Washington State was definitely uh, is definitely a run heavy team, uh, especially with Max Borgie, who we were able to. To rein in last week, but um, North Dakota is is a lot more comfortable throwing the ball. They actually had eight receivers who were targeted in their first game against Idaho State, which is which is kind of a lot. They were they got 183 yards um, in the air. Uh, they got 184 yards rushing as well, and they kind of did that by committee as well. They had um, they had four four different people run the ball, other than their quarterback who who ran it five times for 21 yards. Um, so another you know a really balanced team. Um, on, on offense where North Dakota, I think will be different than Washington state is their defense is really, really good. Now a good defense for North Dakota is very different than a good defense for Washington state. But as we talked about last week, Washington state isn't necessarily touted for, uh, for their defense, at least not this year. Uh, North Dakota was able to to grab three interceptions, which is a lot, a lot. It was, you know, obviously it's it's against Idaho State, and that's all something that we need to take into consideration and kind of take that with a grain of salt. We also, you know, we had an offense that was a little bit slow to start last week. Uh, Logan Bonner threw a pick, and you know, Peasley didn't. He was uh, he was able to avoid throwing an interception. He fumbled the ball once, so uh, you you kind of wonder what that North Dakota. You know what their defense is going to look like against Utah State, against our best offense, it's not going to matter much because, like I said, we just have the advantage physically. But if our offense struggles at all, uh, you can't help but wonder if North Dakota is going to be able to exploit some of those struggles um, if we come out and uh, if there's some stagnation at the quarterback position again, if we kind of have to go back and forth looking for a quarterback that can get things moving. Uh, if we have to start doing that, you can't help but wonder what this North Dakota defense uh, can do against a uh, you know a, a team with no direction. So on our best day, I I don't think they're they're gonna get three interceptions or anything like that. But if we come out and struggle, it's something to watch out for because they uh, they are a team that looks like they can exploit offenses who are struggling or offenses that are just not that good in Idaho State. But the good thing though is I think this matchup is a good matchup for Utah State. Um, I think we're well suited to handle this north dakota team uh they had a they had a kid last uh last week otis way who ran for 114 yards uh well that's 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 fine it just so happens that our defense is really good at stopping the run um so you really uh you you, you're not going to count on that happening uh he also ran for three touchdowns which uh you're you're not going to let you know our our defense isn't going to let that happen we're not going to give up 114 yards and three touchdowns to to one kid so you you really uh It's a good matchup for Utah State. They run the ball really, really well. Uh, We stop the run really, really well. Um, Their defense could be concerning, uh, like I said, particularly if we have a slow start on offense or if we have any quarterback issues at all. They uh, they do seem uh, ready to take advantage of that, but um, if we uh, if we go out there and play uh, play our best ball on offense, then then their defense doesn't have a doesn't stand a chance to stop uh, Logan Bonner and D T and McGriff and, and all our guys. We uh we we should be able to you know again we should be able to run the ball uh, really well just because we are bigger and stronger and and faster. Um, but I will say North Dakota only gave up seventy two yards rushing to Idaho State. Again, there's a difference of you know there's a, a huge difference between us and Idaho State. Uh, but North Dakota does seem to be able to. Uh, to corral the the run game in, um, so hopefully we can you know if that happens if we're struggling to move the ball on the ground uh, we can just go in the air, and and like I said our offense will not be uh, will not be stopped by North Dakota if we go out there and uh, and play even remotely close to our best offensive game. So quite honestly, what it comes down to with this team, uh, as far as the X's and O's go, and as far as uh, the physical contest goes, North Dakota just does not have the weapons to beat us physically they they just physically do not um we are the better team by far and yeah it's it's week two week two is always really tough to really analyze some of these games you've only seen both teams play once but but with this team at, at the levels that both teams are at um Utah State is clearly the better team. They did then, And like I said, North Dakota just simply does not have the physical weapons to get it done against Utah State. That being said, we wonder a little bit about the uh, the mental side of, of the game. You know, there's that phrase that goes, football is 90% mental, 10% physical. And that we're going to see that this week for sure. Because there's really just so much happening right now. And it's really difficult to go from playing an opponent and then taking a step down, you know, a, a significant step down to play another opponent and then even looking ahead a week to take a step back up in terms of, you know, the level that the opponent's at. So that mentally is is hard. So really that's that's what it comes down to. Um, physically there's, uh, North Dakota's just no match for Utah State, uh, but mentally if Utah State gets uh, caught up in the win that they just had or if they uh, can't adjust to, um, you know, playing, uh, they can't adjust to playing a high level opponent to a low level opponent. And then, like I said, going into another high level opponent next week, in my opinion, uh, in air force, um, there could be, there's a lot of whiplash there in terms of what you're, what you're going in and expecting. So, um, I, I quite honestly trust this coaching staff to, to have this team grounded. I, I've been really high on this coaching staff since before I've even had a reason to. And again, like, I, I know it's my uh my overly optimistic way of thinking, um, but I, I do trust this coaching staff. They've given me no reason to believe that they're not going to have this team mentally geared up and ready to go to play an inferior opponent and then have them refresh and ready to go again the following week against Air Force. Um, but just because I trust them doesn't necessarily mean anything. Uh, they do have to go out there and show it. So we'll, we'll see this week what kind of influence and, uh, what kind of effect the uh, this coaching staff has on the team, um, especially especially mentally, um, as we especially mentally as we get ready to uh, to play the the Fighting Hawks. So I mean, really, that's all there is to it. Um, it's it's going to come down to uh, I think the mental side of things more than it is physical. Um, physically, we have uh, we are head and shoulders above North Dakota. Uh, their defense uh, has proven to be pretty good, so that might cause problems, but it won't cause insurmountable problems for our offense if they if they really get cruising. Um, their offense is uh, really versatile, really balanced, um, but again, nothing that our defense can't handle, especially on the ground. I think we're we're really gonna stifle that run game. So that takes us right into uh, kind of uh, our our best case scenario for this game. Um, and then our worst case scenario. Actually, let's do let's do worst case scenario first, and then we'll go up. best case scenario. What I really hope to see out of this game. So worst case scenario, obviously, uh, just like any game, is that we lose um, this game. Losing this game, as I've mentioned, would have I think some pretty serious ramifications going forward, um, particularly just in the locker room. Um, you know, just in guys' confidence. If Logan Bonner goes out there, he's in in my in my mind, there's no way he's not the starter. So if he goes out there and throws an interception immediately or throws three interceptions like Idaho State did, that really is gonna set back our quarterback battle. Because I really I I take Coach Anderson at his word that he, you know, when he says it's an ongoing battle, if Bonner goes out there and doesn't play well, that's gonna be a major setback. Uh, we're gonna go back to Peasley when you know if he goes out there and doesn't perform well, um, it could really cause problems. Uh, on our offensive side, if we, if we lose this game, um, or if we even if we just don't look very crisp is is something that I'm really worried about. You know, uh, issues being exposed that we don't want exposed against an FCS team. Uh, FCS teams should be like it should be like a scrimmage for us. We should be able to go out there and take care of business. So if we're having a hard time moving the ball in the air or on the ground, that's an issue that we don't want to see in a game like this. We want to, that's why we play power five teams and FCS teams. We play the power five teams to find the weaknesses that we have. And then we come home and uh, we play the FCS team at home to work those out. So it would be a really bad week to find holes in our offense or find holes in the defense. Uh, That would definitely be worst case scenario. Like I said, losing, having to go into air force one and one after beating Washington state, I think would be complete reversal of all the, all the highs that we felt after beating Washington state. All of that kind of gets erased. If we lose this game, uh, at least emotionally and mentally, because after you win that Washington state game, you really expect to go two and Oh, into Colorado to play the Falcons, and so to have to have to take a step all the way back and go one and one uh, would be pretty difficult. I think it really puts you puts you behind the eight ball. I think in some more games this season, where you've already proven uh, in that Washington State game that this season matters and that you're you're uh, you're out there chomping at the bit to be ball eligible, and then to have to take a step back and take a loss that you don't don't want and that you uh, that you shouldn't have. Uh, you know you're, you're kind of fighting uphill to make up for that the rest of the season. So uh, really uh, there's there's no uh, there's no upside if you lose this game, obviously. there, there hardly ever is uh, when you lose a game. Uh, the tough thing about you know bringing in uh, inferior programs like this, FCF schools, and even uh, you know when we go down and play uh, New Mexico State, it's the same kind of thing is uh, it's the exact opposite of when we play Washington State, we go in there with nothing to lose. Uh, it's the exact opposite when we play a team like this. Winning, we don't gain anything from winning, uh, but we could sure lose a lot from losing. Uh, this is a game that's not gonna make our season, but it could really uh, it could really break it. There's a couple games like that on the schedule this year. Um, so it really is in a lot of ways, a reverse of what we had week one with nothing to lose everything to gain. So that is, uh, that's kind of something to watch out for. This could be kind of a backbreaking loss. If you, uh, if you lose this game, it's one that you really just have to win and there's no glory. If you do, you just have to do it. So worst case you lose and look bad doing it, or even you just look sloppy in a win to me would be a worst case. Best case for me is you win convincingly. Uh, you get Logan Bonner in there and let him take a lot of snaps. Um, you move the ball in the air a lot. I thought our run game looked really, really good last week, uh, especially running against the Power Five, Pac-12 uh, defense. I thought they looked really good. They were able to run in a touchdown, rack up some yards. Our our offense last week was very, 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 very balanced. Like we said, it was two two nineteen in the air, two twenty on the ground in terms of yardage. I uh, I expect to see. Uh, I don't expect to see a balanced effort like that against North Dakota. I really uh, hope and expect to see a lot more yards in the air. Um, Working on our quarterback, working on getting our quarterback, uh, whoever it may be, in this case I think Logan Bonner, as many snaps as we can uh, just to really get him ready to go into conference play and then... Uh, some of these other game big games that we have coming up, I'd really love to see some interceptions. We didn't see any interceptions on the defensive end last week. I'd really love to see some uh, some interceptions against this offense. Um, I'd love to see our defense get continue to just get in the backfield, uh, get some uh, get some big tackles for loss. Our defense didn't force any fumbles last game; it, just the one on that last play. Uh, where Washington State was kind of trying to lateral the uh, lateral the ball all the way up the field, kind of that desperation uh, desperation play. Other than that, we didn't force any fumbles, so I'd really like to see some of those stats come out and uh, and show a little bit more against this, a team like this. You know, some of the, some of that fancy stuff, right? You, you the the fancy stuff that you don't expect to see in a in a Power Five game. You you want to see here, um, not any trick plays on offense necessarily, but uh, some of those. Uh, those luxury stats or, or whatever you want to call them that uh, you really want to, that really show that you're an elite team and that really prove to the team you're playing that you're better than them. So, you know, I, I want to see blocked punts. I want to see sacks. I want to see interceptions, pick sixes. I want, I want Savon Scarver to run back a touchdown, tie the all-time NCAA record. I want all of that stuff to be going on in a game like this to really just have as flawless a game as possible, play as close to, our best game as we can, and then you know what? If we play three quarters, honestly, if we play three quarters of our best game, we're probably gonna get a fourth quarter with our with our twos and threes, uh, which would be a great opportunity to uh, to help Andrew Peasley stay loose as he's going to be. I think he's going to be a high usage number two quarterback. So it'd be it'd be great to let him get in there in the in the third quarter. Uh, best case scenario for me is we play three quarters of perfect football. Uh, we have a convincing. You know, four score lead, five score lead, and we get to work on, uh, work on some of our our seconds, uh, some of our second string guys, third string guys, and really just get this, uh, get get the confidence up, keep the confidence up, I should say, after getting that power five win, uh, and really just keep the momentum going. I think uh, there's a lot of confidence on this team right now, but I think there's also an acknowledgement that we didn't play our best ball last week, uh, we weren't at our peak, and so I think the guys all understand that there's there's mistakes they made, right? We had two pretty bad turnovers. Uh, Logan Bonner threw a pretty bad pick and then you know Andrew Peaslee uh, fumbling the ball um, and having it recovered by Washington State. not really an acceptable play. So I think all the guys understand that they made mistakes and that they're going to have to, you know, I, I'm, I'm picking on the quarterbacks a little bit, but you know everybody everybody made mistakes. Obviously those three false starts in the end zone were absolutely brutal. Uh, those really, really hurt us early on. Uh, had we lost that game, I think the focus would really be on that drive where Andrew Peasley got us into the red zone and then the three false starts pushed us back, forced us into a field goal. That was pretty bad. Uh, had we lost that game, we'd be focusing on that a lot more. So that's the kind of stuff you can't see against an inferior opponent. So that's, uh, you know, hopefully you, you weed all that out. And I think uh, if we can if we can do that, and I think if the guys feel like they're at their peak and playing their best football, going into Air Force 2-0 and with two wins, uh, one against a power five team, and then one against an inferior team where you just felt like you played well. Uh, that's a great headspace to be in going into Air Force. Uh, and then I think it just comes down to uh, who can grit it out. And right now, I think I think Utah State looks like a pretty gritty team and uh, an insanely talented team. So if this uh, if this Utah State team can get and stay in the right headspace. Um, I think there's gonna be some wins coming up for this team., um, so that that that's really all there is to it with this uh, with this upcoming game against North Dakota., uh, you have two teams looking to stay perfect on the season. Uh, and I, I honestly think it's gonna be Utah State that comes out on top., uh, there's not really a reasonable, or a likely scenario where that doesn't happen. It's certainly possible. Uh, we've learned time and time again, and we were certainly reminded of it last week. Nothing is guaranteed in college football, so it's absolutely possible that North Dakota can come in and win, uh, or at least make us look bad. Uh, but really, in all likelihood, Utah State's going to stay perfect on the season, have the opportunity to go into Air Force uh, unbeaten, and that—that's really the—that's uh, really their all. That's really all there is to it. Uh, with this game, let's take a look at kind of what else is going on in the conference. Uh, we already mentioned uh, some of our uh, some of the other games going on uh, with our peers and with our uh, future opponents. Obviously, BYU playing uh, Utah this week in in a big uh, local game. So uh, that that one's a, that one's just always a fun one to keep an eye on. It's always fun to watch uh, Utah beat BYU. Um, other than that, in the conference, we have Boise State looking to bounce back uh, against UTEP. Um, you know they're gonna be hopefully one and one at the end of the week. That's not where they wanted to be, so it's gonna be interesting to see what Boise does with the rest of their season. Um, obviously losing their uh, their opening game. Uh, Wyoming will be playing our old friends from the Poinsettia Bowl. Uh, Northern uh, Northern Illinois, uh, looking to stay perfect as well. Both teams in that matchup looking to stay perfect on the season. Uh, Wyoming should be able to handle that game, but they did have a hard time last week with, uh, with Montana State. So hopefully they can uh, they can handle that. Wyoming's one of the teams that I thought would be more competitive in this league. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, the Air Force Academy will be playing Navy. Uh, that's always a fun game as well. Um, so that one's uh, that that one's a fun one. Navy uh, Air Force is unbeaten. Navy is looking to uh, pick up their first win. Uh, they are 0 1 after falling to Marshall last week. So uh, they got they got beat up pretty bad by Marshall Air Force should be able to uh to beat navy uh new mexico will be playing their in-state rival New Mexico State. New Mexico State is 0 and 2 right now. New Mexico is 1 and 0. So another, uh, so another fun in-state game to uh, keep an eye on. The 0 and 1 Colorado State Rams will be playing the 0 and 1 Vanderbilt Commodores. Vanderbilt's an SEC team, so they're uh, they're going to be solid. They're not necessarily a top SEC team, but uh, after Colorado State's performance last week, losing to an FCS school in South Dakota State, I- I'd be surprised if they uh, turn around and beat. Yeah, Vanderbilt, an SEC team. Uh, San Diego State will be playing Arizona. San Diego State struggled last week against uh, New Mexico State, but ultimately got it done. Arizona is not looking like a very good Pac-12 team. Um, they lost to BYU last week, but they are they were not very good. Uh, not a very good Pac-12 team. Um, Fresno State is 1-1. One and one. They will be playing the Cal Poly Mustangs. Uh, they are currently undefeated with a win against San Diego. And then UNLV... Uh, We'll be playing Arizona State. Arizona State is currently ranked uh, 23rd in the nation. Uh, So again, I don't expect much from UNLV. UNLV had a really, uh, really bad game last week. One of the two Mountain West teams to fall to an FCS school, Eastern Washington. So again, I'd be surprised if they were able to bounce back and beat Arizona State. Uh, They are looking really good this year. So I would not expect the running Rebels to pull that one off against the Sun Devils. Nevada, as I said, will be playing Idaho State. They should be able to get the win on their uh, on their path to becoming ranked. This won't help them very much on that path, but it uh, uh, won't hurt. Uh, Hawaii is 1-1. One one. They will be playing against uh, Oregon State, who has not won a game yet. Oregon State lost their first game to Purdue. Uh, Hawaii is 1-1, one one, uh, losing to UCLA Week 0 and then beating Portland State. Uh, Just last week. So that is everybody else in the conference. A lot of good games to keep your eye on this week. And we will be able to, uh, you know, we'll come back on the other side. We'll be back on Monday to be able to uh, report all the scores in uh, in the conference and in the state. So we will be back for you Monday. We're excited to have you back. Thanks again for tuning in. If you haven't bought your tickets to this upcoming game or any of the upcoming games, make sure you do so. uh, Because the more this team wins, the harder it is to be... The harder it's going to be to get tickets. So jump on it now because this team's going to keep winning games uh, and you're going to want to be a part of it. So thanks so much for tuning in today. Like I said at the top, we really, really do appreciate it. Um, So thanks again. And we will be back on Monday to break down the game uh, against the North Dakota Fighting Hawks. Um, Until then, go Aggies.